Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. However, today we have a very special bonus episode, which is going to be looking at a 2022 film, a comedy drama called White Noise, which is directed by Noah Baumbach and it stars Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig and Don Cheadle. I am Jesse. I am writing this one solo today by myself. I'm going to spoil this film. So this has only been out for a few days on Netflix. Obviously, it had a bit of a release prior to that. So a fair few people have seen this film. But uh, if you did want to check this film out and uh, didn't want it spoiled for you, give us a pause. Come back a bit later on because we're going to get into it. And we start with the fast flicks, which is a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So white noise for me. Um, an airborne, an airborne <laughs> toxic event adds further worry to a family dealing with the stresses of life and death. So... This is a big film. <laughs> this this is a film that um, should probably have got more coverage than it has received so far because it's uh, based on a, a critically acclaimed novel from 1985 um, of the same name by Don DeLeo. And I, from what I gather, this is this is a, a novel in America that, that's quite um, popular, quite well-loved by quite a lot of people. Uh, I think possibly taught in a lot of schools. So, you know, an, a an adaptation that's done by Noah Baumbach, released by Netflix, big, huge budget, uh, hasn't necessarily been uh, received very well. We'll talk about that soon anyway, but uh, I think, you know, this has had a bit of a a long story. Obviously, the novel came out in 1985. The rights to the film were acquired originally by HBO and then later by James L. Brooks' uh, Gracie Films. And then again in 1999 by um, Sonnenfeld Josephson with Sonnenfeld set to direct, but the option lapsed. So in 2016, Yuri Singer acquired the rights and pushed the project into development with Noah Baumbach being announced in 2021 that he would write and direct the adaptation for uh, Netflix, starring Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. So I think uh, it had the working title of Wheat Germ as it was being filmed um, as well to sort of keep a bit of secrecy of what was going on uh, in and around Ohio. Most of this film was filmed in America as well as some shots in California um, from June 2021 through till January of 2022. The original title for the novel was meant to be Panasonic, um, but it was sort of abandoned because Panasonic uh, wouldn't allow the trademark of their, their name to be used. So that's where the title of White Noise uh, sort of came about. And Jack, our main protagonist in this film, uh, he does have an alarm clock that's a Panasonic in this film. So a nice little reference there as well. The tagline for this one was, you can't hear it if it's everywhere. So obviously it ties in closely with that idea of white noise, what not white noise is, what it can mean in so many different ways, which we'll probably touch on a little bit later on as well. This one uh, debuted at the Venice Film Festival on the 31st of August, 2022, before playing a whole bunch of other festivals that played New York, uh, the end of September, uh, London Film Festival, the start of October, and then had a limited release from the start of December of 2022 before hitting Netflix worldwide on the 30th of December, 2022. The budget on this one is huge. Some places say 140 mil, others say it could be close to about $250 million, which, uh, you know, that, that that's a huge amount of money that you usually see on big superhero movie blockbusters. Um, so, you know, to have a, a novel adapted uh, for Netflix without getting a huge theatrical release, it, it's quite interesting that they spent that amount of money, and I'm guessing quite a bit of that went to Noah Baumbach for, for making it. Uh, award season does, is sort of coming up soon. Uh, so far, this one has one win, um, has 12 more nominations, but mainly for the adapted screenplay for Baumbach, as well as uh, music 
and for Adam Driver for his performance in this one too. But let's look at what the critics and audiences are saying about this one. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at 63% on 200 reviews. That, that's just fresh. Uh, it's a lot of reviews, so not a lot of positivity around it. The audience, it sits a lot lower at 38%. That's on more than 250 reviews, so quite negative from the audience there. IMDb, not a lot of people have actually logged this one on there as of yet. Nearly 7,000 ratings. It sits on a 6 out of 10, which is fairly solid, I guess we could say. Letterboxd, it sits above that magical 3 number, I guess. It's a 3.2, and that's on nearly 33,500 ratings. So a lot more people on Letterboxd have gone out of their way to, to log and jump on and say that they've seen this film. And I guess that leads me into my early thoughts for this one. I think um, it is a bit of a weird film. <laughs> I completely understand why some people probably can't deal with it. But on the other hand, it's extremely well-crafted, um, really good performances, and it's got some pretty good messages, even if those messages aren't 100% consistent throughout the film. So I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Uh, I haven't read the novel. Uh, that, I guess that's some context. I don't know the story beforehand. I don't know whether if you know the, the prior work, it might add a, a little bit more to the characters and depth of them. But in this film, uh, realistically, as I mentioned at the start, this is about Jack and Babette and their relationship. And Jack is, I guess, the, the narrator and the main protagonist of this. Is this professor of Hitler studies at a university or college. And the whole film sort of revolves around his fear of death and his wife's fear of death too. And he projects everything about that fear uh, into this film. And I think, you know, the, 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 this is mixed family with Babette, um, Jack's wife. They've got multiple children from previous marriages. So in this film, though, they've got the four living with them. It's really hard to talk about those four. I might touch on them a little bit, but we don't get to see... They're just sort of creating more of that chaos in this world for them. Um, Babette, she runs exercise classes for seniors, um, but sort of the, the main crux of her fear of death as well is that she takes part in this experimental drug program to help her forget things, and, and that sort of causes a bit of friction um, towards the end of this film too. So the kids, I guess we've got Denise, who's uh, the eldest daughter that's in the house, um, and that's Babette's daughter, and she's sort of concerned that Babette's addicted to drugs. So she does a lot of reading, medical reading, tries to get Jack on board to help her out and support her mum and work out what's going on. Then we've got um, Heinrich, who's the, the oldest male child. He's sort of this intellectual kid who um, knows you know, um, an awful lot about the world, especially science and, and, you know, not necessarily sort of looks like he's stuck in the attic at times in their house and the family don't really listen to what he's got to say apart from, um, Jennifer, who's the, the younger, um, Jenny, the younger daughter, um, who sort of listens a little bit, but he sort of comes out of his shell a lot in this film, uh, when they're in this quarantine camp and there's others there that are, that are ready to listen to what he's got to say too. Um, the other kid, the young kid is Wilder, a uh, little boy, Fun fact, I guess, is that um, as as happens with a lot of films where you've got a, a young cast, um, the they were played by twins, two twin boys. So that, that's an interesting little fact there for this one. Um, last character I'll talk about is Murray, who's a colleague of Jack, played by Don Cheadle. Um, he sort of wants to be like Jack um, in the the teaching profession. Um, so Jack, obviously, you know, he um, he teaches Hitler, whereas Murray wants to do the same sort of course about Elvis, and that sort of ties in with some of the themes in the film that we'll talk about very soon. Noah Bornback, the director. Uh, this is his third film that we've actually covered on this podcast. So we did um, the Mayowitz stories, which uh, we did very early on. We've also did um, Marriage Story as well, one, another one of his critically acclaimed films. He's also an accomplished writer, which some people probably might not know. I mean, a lot of... Um, 
lot of films that he's written for Madagascar 3, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and, and also uh, the upcoming Barbie film, which is uh, directed by his part- partner, uh, Greta Gerwig, who also is in this film playing Babette. So nice little connection there as well. All right, let's talk about some scenes in this one. What, is, what are some scenes that I enjoyed? So I think, um, you know, there's a, this is a very different film for Bornback, and I think, uh, you know, it's nice to see him trying a few different genres and styles and types of scenes. Um, and one of these is sort of Jack waking up in bed with this grim reaper-like character, this, this fear of death that, you know, he, he thinks it's his wife and it's not, and sort of this character goes under the sheets. It's very creepy, just that idea of death being there the whole time. That, that was really well done. There's a scene where um, Jack and Murray, um, they're at school and Murray sort of invites Jack to his Elvis class to sort of, you know, get a bit of enthusiasm for his class going in. It's such a well-performed little uh, battle, verbal battle, I guess, between these two teachers about the connections and the similarities between Elvis and Hitler and death and what that all means. Well-performed, really well shot. Uh, Did get some really weird Kylo Ren vibes from from, um, Adam Driver in this scene though, but that that was really well done. There's also the scene where uh, Jack gets out at the gas station uh, to get gas for the car for the family and just the ominous, the electrical buzzes, the creepiness and then obviously the impact that decision of him going out and getting that gas leads to. So that, that was a really good scene too. Um, Babette and Jack in the bedroom explaining what she's been up to. I mean, this is this is 100% a born back scene. This is, this is what you see in Marriage Story. Uh, really well done, really well performed, really impactful. Couple more. I think there's a scene where Jack goes through the garbage in the garage to try and find the pills, um, and the camera goes around in circles. It's frantic, and then there's this zoom out with him surrounded by all these consumer products that are trash, and it was just really well done. And finally, I'm going to put in there the final uh, credit dance sequence and song. Absolutely amazing. The choreography in that, oh, incredible. Um, and that song was really good too. So uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. So things that I probably didn't necessarily like. I think that. There's, there's a bit of like comedic moments, I guess, where the family sort of keep getting in the car to keep running from this, um, you know, toxic waste leak. And there's one part where they end up in a river. It just didn't add anything to the film. I didn't find it funny and I just thought it was a bit of a waste of space. And the only other thing I didn't like towards the end, um, after there's been some gunshot wounds, um, a few characters end up in a hospital run by nuns. It's one of those scenes that sort of felt a little bit different to the rest of the film. It's like, we need to add one more theme in, so we're going to add this scene in. So that, that's where that one sat for me. Uh, themes, ideas. Let, let's talk, this, this has a lot to say. And obviously the, the main thing in this film is about death, or the fear of death, or forgetting about death, and the constant idea of it being everywhere. Um, we see this through so many things, like through Hitler, through Elvis, through colleagues dying in the surf, through disasters, through medication to forget, just this idea of death um, lingering, and the Grim Reaper too. Um a little bit about humans too, I mean, the fear and what people do when they're scared, you know, whether it's through um, Jack's Hitler teachings or when the toxic cloud takes over, what do humans do in these situations when they're confronted by something that they don't know what to do? Uh, consumerism is another really big thing. Uh, the idea of going shopping, and there are so many good scenes in this um, supermarket, I guess, and, you know, the idea you go shopping to avoid thinking about death, it, they say it recharges people. And I mentioned this scene that I like, like Jack going through the rubbish surrounded by it, sort of showing how it gets in the way of what we really want to do and, and medications and addictions and, and eating it like candy and that idea of being able to name these brands and seeing all these brands in in this supermarket all the time, um, ever constant in our world. And that leads into the idea too with the media, that's ever constant too, especially in, in the world of this film. Um, you've got radio and TV being the constant thing in the background that everyone's focusing on. Uh, you've got this dude at one of the quarantine camps sort of ranting about where are the TV? cameras where's the news all that sort of stuff uh and and it all comes from this human-made disaster too and the impact that they have the the mob mentality um of what happens when they 
these things happen and it's all very close to home and relevant what we've seen over the last few years and there's a scene where they do have masks on and you know it just sort of rings back to to where we've been um as a society the last few years too there's, there's a bit about family dynamics too. You've got the, the mixed families getting along, looking out for each other, um, and obviously, you know, the, the family and the love and the relationship between a husband and wife. Uh, it, it does talk about violence too, the idea of killing someone or the, the thought of alleviating that fear of death by taking someone else's life, which I thought was quite an interesting little thing that was sort of touched on a little bit towards the end. Um, and religion too, as I mentioned in one of the scenes I didn't like, it sort of touched on with the nuns at that hospital. Um, but you know, going shopping, or oh, that this consumerism is almost a religious experience uh, for a lot of these people. Without the beliefs, the world would collapse. Uh, and this all sort of hangs in that background of Cold War paranoia. Um, this is set in the 1980s, so that, that's what's going on too. And uh, you know, through Jack's profession, academia is, is sort of criticised too. You've got Jack being a Hitler expert, but not knowing um, German. And then you've also got the idea of of a course on Hitler on pop culture. I'm uh, not Hitler on Elvis and pop culture. Like what, what's going on there too? Uh, and then you look at that title too, White Noise. Uh, it's that constant voice in our head reminding us that will die or that constant idea from the radio or the TV or the supermarket aisle that takes away our focus from things that actually matter in life all right so what did I take away from this one I think that um, you know it's good to see Bombach try and do something a little bit different uh, that isn't just a performance-based drama I'm keen to see him try more things try new different things the only sort of question I get is like you know how scared should we be of disasters of death of things like that um you know it, it's hard at times we we're trained to almost be scared of everything so i, I think that it, that's a good question to sort of ponder and, and i'm ready to wrap this one up so we give the film a rating out of five and for me i think um you know everything you sort of read about this film online is how the novel has been marked as unfilmable for years and i guess if that's the case then bornback's done a pretty decent job i think driver's excellent there's some standout moments and scenes which make this a film I, I definitely want to watch again in the future. I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. So it's a 4 out of 5 for me for White Noise. We're on socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please give us a follow, a like if you can. The question I wanted to put out there for this episode is sort of in relation to the connections um, with this film and, and I guess the idea of consumerism in this film. But are you excited for the Barbie movie, which is being directed by Greta Gerwig um, and has been written by Bornback as well? So are you excited for that one? I am. I'm, I'm very excited to see Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling uh, give us a... Hopefully it's a bit of a comedy and, and a bit of a social commentary too. So looking forward to that. As always, we have an episode out every single Wednesday. Uh, check out what we've got, you know, 220 odd episodes of Netflix original films there for you to, to listen to. So thanks as always, and uh, I'll speak to you soon.